This week, the obvious question is, do you trust me? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week on our show, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, or myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath, and we invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, which we really hope you are, please share it, or give us an iTunes review, or a review wherever you're listening. So in the list of qualities that humans possess, being able to trust someone may be at the very top. It's a cornerstone of many of our relationships and the reason why we're able to function together as families, friends, coworkers, colleagues, all the way to total strangers. We, generally speaking, trust that total strangers won't harm us just as they can trust us to do the same. So what is trust and how do we build it? What if it's taken from us? Can we get it back? What can I do personally to make myself trustworthy to others? This week I had some thoughts on, uh, they're actually on trust. Have you ever been in a place or been with a team or even with another person and felt like you had a strong relationship, a strong trust with them, or just the opposite, that you didn't trust the person? I I get the opportunity to meet with people. I meet with groups a lot. And uh, a lot of times what comes up is this concept of trust. And they ask this question, and sometimes not even a question, they make a statement and say, I don't really trust these people. I don't really, you know, I don't have... I'm not sure they have my best interest at heart or something like that. And so maybe this morning we can ask ourselves the question, what is that trust? Am I a trustworthy person? What does it mean to trust somebody? And then what happens as a result of that? So let me just throw that out and let's see what you guys are thinking about. Trust is a, is a, is a huge and is a huge one. And in some ways I, I, I think it's very complicated because it has a lot to do with, uh, relationship dynamics and uh, you know uh histories and did you let me down before you know have we done have i done something that hurt you have you done something that hurt me but also it's it's a very very simple concept too right because from this point on my decision to trust you or to ask you to trust me is one of is one of faith right it's a pure uh you know starting now can i uh can i trust you to have my best interests in in heart can i trust you to be at the airport to pick me up on time like you said you would i mean what what is trust and what are there different levels of trust uh it can get it can get it can get crazy real real quickly however again it's it's a simple uh leap of faith for me you know the decision to to trust do i or not or don't i I struggle with trust, you know, being a former New York, New Jersey kind of person now living in the South. And I still go back to, I, I kind of give everyone the benefit of the doubt and trust them up front. But, but it is an interesting thing, just thinking about it in terms of, you know, what, how, how do I label that I trust somebody? Because I still have that skepticism sometimes, like I'll, I'll use the example of the, the person that's begging for money on the corner and, and they're telling me that they need you know, $2 for, you know, to get some food. And I'm, and in my mind, I'm maybe making the conclusion that, well, they don't need it for food. They're going to, you're going to use it to buy, you know, uh, beer or something like that. Um, so do I, do I trust them off the bat? I've, I've been burned many times where I I gave someone the benefit of the doubt and I, I trusted them. And then I don't know, it sounds awful, but to use the word, well, they betrayed me, you know, like, um, you know, one of the common things I think about in trust is when, you know, somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I need, I need money. I, I, can you help me out? 
and and I'll lend them the money and um, and then it never gets paid. Um, you know, like one example is is someone's uh, uh, in, in a situation. A friend of my daughter's like was going to get kicked out of school and couldn't pay his college tuition. So I paid the tuition for his semester with the understanding that it would be paid back. Never got paid back. Um, and then it got into, well, I never said I was going to, you know, like all kinds of squirrely kind of crazy things. And I was like, you know, but would I do it again? Yes, because, I don't know, I go to the the, the scorpion on the back of whatever it is going across the river that, you know, it's in my nature, you know, it's in my nature to try to help people and do good things. So I'm a fool, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I kind of fall in that category sometimes too, Bob. But let me let me think about this for a second. So we're born and we start off, you know, as as young kids and stuff like that. What I see is they trust other kids. They trust other situations. So what it seems like what you're describing is as you get older, you get into situations where you know you get burnt. Somebody you know betrays you, you know, terrible thing, and you learn from that. And and some people, myself included, would say, well, that's good. You need to learn that lesson, that life lesson. And at the same time, what about that person that needs food or needs, you know, a helping hand of some sort? You know, the college thing seemed a little bit extreme to me. You become like a you know, student loan guy. That's that's really cool. But there's no no payment, which is really cool. I should have found you years ago. Would have been great. But uh, you know, so you get kids that you know, they fall into the situation. They they learn the hard way, you know, to trust or not to trust somebody. But as adults, we certainly do trust people. There certainly are people in our lives that that we trust. So what's the What's the element, what's the thing that makes me not trust certain people and the other thing that makes me trust people? And I'll kind of answer a little bit. Like, I trust the two of you. We've been working together for some time. We're friends. Uh, I can't think of a situation where you wouldn't come through for me. So I think you have my interest at, at heart, you know, maybe equal to yours, maybe better than yours. You know, that's, that's great. That's what friendship is about. So where does that come from, though? Because I've known you for a long time, so that's part of it. You haven't betrayed me. That's part of it. You know, you haven't done anything that would make me not trust you. So I fall back on the model that says, if you're trustworthy, I'm probably going to trust you. But how do I know that? How do I how do I get to the point where I've been burned as a kid? I've been burned as a young adult, whatever. And now now I'm an older person and I'm I'm thinking, who do I trust and Hmm. how do I trust them? I think it like not to sound like a parrot, it's a leap of faith, right? I mean, when you when you first make that decision, when you meet someone, I'm going to trust them with whatever it is, right? It you're basically jump just jumping in. I you know know them all that well. Maybe you only know a little bit of a background about them. You only have some experience with them, and you're you're making the decision right up front. I'm going to put my interest in their hands and hope that they you know hope that they they hold it this is probably why like like bob you mentioned in the beginning you know you, you're that new york <clears throat> excuse me new york new jersey kind of thing where uh that stereotypical you know, like not very trustworthy kind of you know if, you, if you're not part of the family or part of like my close you know circle you, you know as a rule i'm not going to trust you you know set up these sort of rules around your life of you know these kinds of people you trust these kinds of people you don't trust you know and if you do trust them then you're then you're you know, you're an idiot. You're just going to be taken, right? I think those things help, in some cases, at least help those people to to form these 
categories of how where I'm safe, where I'm not safe, and also to form opportunities. Like this, you know, this this person, I vouch for him. He's a friend of mine. You can trust him. You know, whatever. Oh, okay, now I've got one more in my circle that I can't trust. I think it gets it gets weird and ugly when when yeah. you step out of that. You know. Yeah, I'm thinking as you're mentioning that, I'm thinking of an example of you know not mentioning names, but somebody uh, that let's say they come to you for a job referral, right? And and you vouch for them and say to your employer, hire this person, you know, uh, good person, you know, I, I give them a reference and then they get hired and then, you know, they they don't work out or they, they're unreliable. And, and I think that's part of trust, right? Is that, you know, are you reliable? You know, uh, I can't rely on you, then do I trust you? So in this particular case, this person is, is somebody, two people that I know, so they, they hired this person and then basically within a couple of days, he just didn't show up, you know, and then, you know, at the end of the week, they had to fire him. And then the person that referred him is is like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I thought I knew this person. And that that's where part of it comes into play is that, you know, you think, you know, someone uh, that the same thing probably comes up with, you know, let's say families that have, you know, this one spouse has an affair. Right. And then, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I've got the dog situation going on. <laughs> I can hear him barking a little in the background. So, they were like coming. You know, I, you can... <laughs> well, this goes back to trust, right? I can, you know, can I trust my dogs to to not? Bark, you know, apparently bark not. dogs are usually pretty trustworthy. <laughs> they you are. Know, they usually are pretty trustworthy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're probably going to have to edit a portion of this out. But anyway, you know, you know, back to that trust thing with with divorce and affairs and things like that right I, I know many people that have like I, you know I trust my spouse I've been married to them for 20 years and then something happens and you're like wow that trust evaporates in the, in a matter of seconds uh, did it really evaporate or, or did you really know that person or maybe that's the issue of trust is that you think you have this bond but maybe it's 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 only one direction right like you have the you thought you had a bond with your spouse but your spouse is lying to you, right? They're having a bond with someone else. It's crazy. Yeah. And to them, it might not, it might not be a breaking of trust. They might not have been thinking along those lines, more like, well, it happened this way, Bob, you know, and, and next thing you know, I met this person and what, what did you want me to do? I mean, it, it's just the way it was, you know, they have kind of a, it's not like, oh, I'm going to break the trust and I'm going to run out on Bob. It's more like this thing happened. So as I'm hearing this, I'm realizing that we've talked about trust in the past and we've, we've tried to break it down a little bit, maybe for just for a moment I'll do that, is to say that uh, trust is a huge word. When I say I don't trust somebody, that's immediately, I mean, the, the, I can feel it like the like the hands, everything just like, like pauses for a second because it's a, it's a real deal stopper at that point. It's a real deal breaker in a lot of cases with relationships. But what if I said, uh, and I'll use the example we've used uh, years ago, is say that trust is made up of three components, competency, reliability, and sincerity. And there's tons. I mean, you could put out dozens, dozens. We've done this with groups. We put out dozens of words that break trust into smaller pieces. But of those three, you know, competency, reliability, and sincerity, the one that's most important to me is the sincerity part. And generally, if I find somebody who I think is really sincere, they might not be competent. They might not show up on time. And still, I would trust them. I might not trust them to pick me up at the airport, like you mentioned earlier, Mike, if that were important, if they're not timely. But I might bake a little time into it for myself, thinking... I know they're sincere. They're going to come for me. They'll just be a little late. So I'll ask them to come a little earlier. I'll, I'll make my flight a little later or something like that. So so with that in mind, I wonder if there's a way when we look at this, we can say that there are some, some things that are just flat out 
you, like you would say, I just can't trust that person. And what that would be versus like the person who's, you know, consistently late. And I'd say, I don't trust them to be there on time, but I still trust the person. The person is a good person. They're always looking out from on my best behalf. Well, they're just not competent. You know, they can't drive the car or do the job, whatever. Like that person, Bob, that you mentioned that, you know, you might reference to get hired. They're just not competent to do the job. They're good people. They try to do their best, but they're just not competent. I, I still would come away from that saying, I trust that person. I just don't trust their competency, their level of, you know, proficiency in some job, perhaps. That's a that's a great that's a great path to go down, Joe. It makes me ask a, a question though. If I tunnel back down into that sincerity thing, then how how do I know someone's being sincere, or how can I trust that someone is been is being sincere? And what kinds of things can I do so that somebody knows that I'm sincere? Acting yeah, classes, question. acting classes. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's yeah. some people that do act sincere, and it's tough in the south because yeah. I, I say that with a little bit of sarcasm, but you get that you know, bless your heart kind of attitude where, you know, some people come off a little bit fake, but I do think it's that, it's that genuine, we've talked a lot about, you know, the real you and being authentic. And I think, you know, you have to know someone to know that they're being real because we've all been in situations where I think for the three of us, if we know we're not being real, we can call each other and say, nah, Joe, you're not telling me really the truth. That's not the answer. We, we can peel back the onion on each other because we know and trust each other. Um, but I think, you know, it is, it is tough to know, you know, when somebody's being sincere, I think you have to have a relationship. If you just meet them, you know, then you're, you're kind of relying on your instincts, I think. Yeah, it's, that's a really great question. And I think you're getting to it, Bob. And there's that, that moment of like, for me, where I'm saying, well, you just know, you know, you just know that it's like, well, you can't just know that. I mean, there's gotta be something. Otherwise it's just like everything else you say, well, I just know that about the person. Now, I, I think I can prove a little bit of competency. I think I can prove a little bit of um, timeliness. You know, that way I can I can say those are things maybe I can measure. But sincerity, that is really a tough one. I mean, as I'm thinking about it, how do I know that? And, you know, not to not to be spinning in circles. But unfortunately, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm spinning in circles. At, <clears throat> excuse me. At some point, though, you don't know them. You don't know. You don't know if you you don't have the experience of them picking up from an airport or being competent or something or being sincere. You know, you just met them. So, what has to happen in order to to trust them, to trust mm. their level of sincerity? Like, you, at some point, you just gotta take the step off the building, you know, and hope hope they've built the net and they're gonna catch you, right? Yeah, is it? You better, is it yeah, <laughs> you better not do it on the first jump. I'm thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> trust me, I'll catch you. Small trust building, me. right? Maybe yes. maybe it's just a little step ladder, right? You trust <laughs> fall and you you know, fall back into somebody's arms, right? Like those yeah. old. Well, I think it, I don't know, for me, it's like little tick marks, like, like check marks in my brain of, of a person. Cause when I first meet somebody, I can tell you like, um, there's a couple that Christy and I know, and I think it was over Christmas, we had bought tickets to, uh, to do like a tour of homes and they were supposed to come with us and, um, you know, and meet us. So we had tickets, we had plans and we had talked up until that time and last minute, you know, they, they didn't show. And I was like, where are you? Like, no answering the phones, no nothing. And I was like, okay, you know, we didn't know them that well, you know, so it was like, you know, a new relationship. But I was like, I was kind of like, let down. I was like, oh, I don't know that I can trust these people, you know. Uh, Later, it came to mind that, you know, okay, well, they had like something they had to do that weekend. It was like an emergency kind of thing. They went out of town, things lost track, whatever. 
but it definitely put that tick mark in my brain that said, I don't know that I trust him. So the next time we did that and we made plans to go out, I was almost preconditioned to say, I don't know if this is actually going to happen. But it did happen. So now a little bit, like I'm a little bit more in the green in terms of trust. But it's a new relationship, so you know, I, I think about it. Um, sometimes our brain um, makes things worse than they actually are. Like I, I can think of an example. Uh, my daughter had an appointment. She took off of work, and I took off of work in the afternoon on Wednesday of this week to meet with like a wedding uh, planner coordinator to t- to try and uh, look at furniture and decor and things of that nature. And she took off. Her fiance took off of work. I took off of work to have this afternoon appointment and in the morning we got an email and said sorry can't meet with you today my son is homesick and I'm thinking okay well I understand that but isn't there someone else I mean there there's other people that work for this company isn't there someone else that can meet with us and then the other woman basically said no she said well I could do a conference call with you at two o'clock so we all sat around thinking a little disappointed we can go there but we're gonna have the conference call well the conference call never happened so both Brittany and I were like, I don't know, I think we should find somebody else to work with because they, they seem unreliable from a trustworthy standpoint. And uh, never heard anything back. Well, last night she sent me an email that, that uh, said, hey, I finally heard back. Apparently the, the, the son was sick and he had to have uh, emergency surgery to have his appendix removed. And I was like, oh, well, that's a pretty valid reason for missing the conference call. But what if I never knew that? You know what I mean? I, mm. I In my mind, I worked out, well, they're not trustworthy. Like, I, I don't want to work with that organization. But now I'm like, okay, well, that that's a that's a good enough reason for me that, you know, you drop the ball. That I, I can understand that. If that happened in my family, my first priority would be my kids, not not work. Yeah, so yeah that, I, if I – good, good, Mike. No, go ahead, Joe. I was just, if I if I add what Mike said before, then I'm thinking, okay, so you give the person a try, you feel like they're not trustworthy, so do you give them a second try then? I mean, one seems too little, and it would have been a mistake in this case, but now that you know the, the facts behind it, you're probably more likely to go back. It seems like there's categories of people um, that we, we I say I, but I think there are other people that, that say, you know, certain groups like lawyers, used car salesmen, whatever, they just, they have kind of this thing that... You just have to be a little bit careful about the way you approach them or you know, what you might say or how you might work with them. And there's other groups. I mean, we, we all have, I'm sure, biases that um, when we look at a certain group of people, a certain uh, culture or type, whatever we say, well, you can't trust those people you know, and categorize them. And yet, like what you're saying, Bob, when you get into it and you actually have an experience, how many of those does it take to, to change, not negate, but alter the, the way you feel about the group as a whole? And and is is anything really valid when you say that? Like I had a great experience yesterday. We bought a car, and uh, you know I went into the dealership thinking, you know I trust these people. I bought a car from them before, but I was a little bit you know my my edge was up just a little bit on the possibility that I'm going to get you know something in there that's not going to make sense to me, whatever. But it all went really well, and I was surprised. And I say well, good surprise in the sense that there was nothing negative about the whole process. And I walked out last night thinking that was actually a pretty good experience. You know it was a uh, very good, actually. It was, it was really good for me. And so um, I'm wondering how many of those do I have to have to remove the, the bias that I have about a group of people? And in the case like where somebody does do something, say they, they skip the phone call and it wasn't because of any appendicitis, do I give them another chance? And, and at what point do I finally come to the, to the conclusion I shouldn't trust them or I should? Is there like a, 
a number, two or three, that says, oh, I've had two or three experiences that have been very good, so I should trust this person. Or mm. I've had six falls off the stepladder, Mike, you know, and it caught me every time. So now I can try the, the extension ladder, you know, jump up on the roof. I think it's important. I think the story is is super important. Like in Bob's case, I would say, it, at least at least for me, if I were in Bob's shoes, I would say, oh, we're still at square one. It's disappointing that we couldn't have the meeting, but I certainly haven't lost trust with you. With you. <clears throat> However, uh, thinking about cars, the VW recent thing where they're purposefully cheating on yeah, emissions yeah, test. Yeah. I don't trust VW. I, I think yeah. it will be a long time before I before I think about buying a VW or or a car in the VW businesses. They own a bunch of them, right? So I would I, I would say I don't I don't trust you. Now d- does that make me not trust every automaker? I, and unfortunately, it probably makes me think eh, they probably are all a little, you know, doing something, right? I mean, it's in their best interest to to cheat, uh, lie, steal, so that they, you know, can make make money, right? And and keep the cost of cars down. I mean, that's what businesses do, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, what what kind of incentive will it take to get you back into that VW? Because yeah. that's the next question is, yeah. you know, you walk in the showroom, they say, so Mike, what's it going to take for me to get you into that VW? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, money matters. This has, got me, this has got me excited here because I think it's interesting how we're talking about VW and it's a company it's easy to talk about but what if what if somebody told you they don't trust you like that rarely happens like what if I if Joe said you know what Bob I don't trust you I mean you don't hear that a lot and then for me to say well Joe what is it going to take to make you what do I need to do to make you trust me again those are hard conversations to have but Typically, yeah. they don't happen in a personal perspective, and they don't happen at work either. We we typically go outside and we'll mention to a third party and say, you know, I don't I don't trust that guy, or we'll talk about yeah. that person, which is an indication that we don't trust them. But we don't really say what's on our mind, and maybe that's a part of trust too. That you know, is it all on ourselves? That are we supposed to bring awareness to that person that we don't trust, or do we just keep it to ourselves? And because that's Kind of what we're talking about here is that we all kind of have this notion in our mind that mm, I'm not so sure I trust this person, but we don't vocalize that with them. We don't tell them that. Is that yeah. part of the yeah, issue? I think the big, the big reason for that, Bob, is because trust is a huge word. Yeah. And if you can break it down, I think if I could say to you, Bob, I don't trust you're going to pick me up at, at yeah. five o'clock, so I'd like you to you know be there at 430 or something. I'm talking about a small piece of, in my mind, a small piece yeah. of trust in that you know, to make you timely. But at, other than that, your sincerity, your reliability, your competency, you know, is great in other areas. So yeah, I, I trust you. But and so I think we don't do that. We don't we don't say we don't have the competency in a sense ourselves to to break it down and actually get to the heart of why I don't trust you. It's easier for me to say I don't trust you. It's so hard to solve that because what could you possibly do to make me trust you? I mean you have to do everything right. And that's crazy. Yeah. You know, in, in closing, because we're unfortunately at that at that magic mark where we got to wrap it up. Uh, thinking along those lines for, for my my own closing thoughts, you know, if that if that Stephen Covey model of trust is if you want if you want to build a relationship that that has trust, you have to be trustworthy. And maybe expanding it, Joe, to think of of those categories. I for myself can can ask myself. Am I reliable? Am I sincere? Am I competent in the things that I'm claiming to be competent with, right? And if I can keep asking myself those those questions, then I can be a trustworthy person and people can trust me. 
and I can build relationships that are trustworthy. Now, on the other, on the other hand, when I look out at the relationships that I have, I think those—that's the criteria I have to judge someone on. And when I make that jump to trust them, that's that's my judgment on those three categories is what I'm going to go on. Yeah, I go, I go with Mike. I like that idea. I think you got to own it yourself. You know, I, I can't focus on everybody else and, and whether they're trustworthy, but I can focus on my own. And since the question was, you know, do you trust me? I go with the, the boy George, you know, do you really want to trust me? You know, do that. You know? And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll play those credits on the way out. <laughs> do you really want to trust me? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing you, you know, wearing the whole outfit and everything. The clown suit, whatever. <laughs> I can you know, do it. I can carry that. You, you can trust me. I'll, I'll do that. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs>